can't get enough wrestling talk, well, check out Ringside Rant with top guys RJ and Justin, the kings of ranting. The new shows drop each Friday morning at 9 Eastern, and it'll take you back to the good old days of pro wrestling, but also the not so good days. Ringside Rant is available on all podcast platforms, as well as full press coverage, Wrestling with Johnners Network, and the Shining Wizards Network. You can also follow the show on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows drop Friday morning at nine Eastern. That's ringside rant with RJ and Justin, a couple of top guys doing top guy stuff. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows Friday mornings, at nine Eastern. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rand is with you this week. And introducing your host, he is Cincinnati's favorite son, J.D. Justin Davis. And from Rochester, New York, he is the man with the magical voice. RJ! And as always, welcome to Ranters Nation. Welcome to episode 156 of the Ringside Rant. I am the man with the magical voice, RJ. He is the man that will be going to the great American ballpark to throw out the first pitch of tomorrow afternoon, Cincinnati Reds game, because why not? He can dress and end up pitching anyways. He is Justin Davis. Justin, what's up, man? They might need the old left-hander to come in there because uh, they ain't doing so hot right now. They are not red hot. That's for sure. Well, that's for damn. Well, they traded away half their goddamn team in the off season. Or even before the well, before the, the late season started, anyways. Yeah, I believe they called it realigning their assets with their resources. But but is our farm team <laughs> even that good though? Uh, we had a few good pitchers on there last year. They're both starting in the rotation now. The the one kid Hunter Green had a win in his first start, and then the other one Nick Lodello struggled quite mightily. So where's their minor league team out of? Louisville. Oh, is it the oh, Louisville? What are they? The Red Birds or uh, the Bats? Red, are they the Bats? Yeah, I forgot what were they the because I remember watching them and at uh, when I was growing up, they played out of um, they played the Bisons a lot because the Bisons were part of the uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh Pirates organization, their farm system, and they've been back and forth. Hell, I don't even know what the hell they are anymore. I think they were at one time they were Toronto and then they were. Whatever, but anyways, this isn't a baseball podcast, but uh, this is your must listen to wrestling podcast. There is out there, but this week, Justin, WrestleMania 11, man, oh man, this is gonna be a uh, gonna be a chore this week, man. Yes, it was a chore watching it, and it'll be a chore talking about it, I'm sure. But we will, we can survive. One was that Aretha Franklin, I think so. No, no, I don't know her name. I forget. Oh shit! Who the hell is it? It's gonna piss me off now. <laughs> I will survive. Are you sure it's not Aretha Franklin? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe Tina Turner. I don't know. One of. I don't know. Anyways, 
Man, this, we're already in the little fucking weeds already. Christ. Anyways, but yeah, how how, uh, how have you been getting the reactions for the rest of the week's show? I know we've gotten a lot of good reactions from uh, a WrestleMania 9 episode that we uh, they, a lot of people loved us shitting on uh, Hulk Hogan and you basically going on the longest rant that you ever have in the history of the show. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's been good. Coming up on, I'm going to say, is this drops yesterday was the three-year anniversary of the show oh well happy anniversary so i'm like i just realized that i'm like i looked at my phone when i was doing the research i'm like holy crap the third is or the 21st is when i started full go and it's been three years and then coming up on this is the weird shit that i have in my phone uh may 7th you be on the show with me for two years one year right or two years two years, one year. two years you started in 20 time flies when you're having fun well see this is the kind of show that we say sit back relax pour yourself a uh, stiff drink and uh let's let's go to town <laughs> yeah we're gonna need it to go through these notes yeah i can't uh, i can't believe we have a wrestlemania from fucking the hartford civic center <sighs> I, I can't believe it either. I, it, it's interesting. We'll get into it. But, uh, you know, one guy from that Connecticut area, the New England area that we love oh so much more than this WrestleMania is Mr. Rich Palladino. Let's send it up to him right now. It's the opening contest. So, Justin, this curtain jerker of an opening match. <sighs> One of these is not like the other. It's a tag team match. It's the Allied Powers. Lex Luger and the British Bulldog taking on the Blue Brothers, Jacob and Eli, with Uncle Zebediah, a.k.a. Oh, God, I can't believe he's part of this, man. Do you remember uh, Uncle Zebediah? Oh, yeah. Yep. I. First of all, like I said, we're having WrestleMania from the Hartford fucking Civic Center. WrestleMania 11, we have, they show us a recap of all 10 WrestleManias. But the cool thing is they didn't show Hogan in the clips of WrestleMania 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, or 9. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. He, he might have done something at this time <laughs> to really piss him off. Yeah. We get former Olympian Kathy Ewing sings us America the Beautiful and what was a little bit of a sketchy rendition in my opinion uh vincent king opened us up and like you said we got bulldog against the blue brothers mm -hmm. and um i like the tag team of lex and bulldog mm -hmm. but i hated this match um, so did you uh the blue brothers would end up come coming up as a skull and eight ball from the uh debacle or the uh mm -hmm. doa and Uncle Zebedai here is Dutch Mantel. We would later see him uh, as part of uh, with Jack Swagger and Cesaro later on. And he's got a long history with the NWA too. So it was interesting to, uh, to see him here at this time in 95. And especially more so, we, I know we appreciate it, is uh, he's not showing off the sweater he was wearing. Yeah. That's that's true. We don't need to see the the natural sweater on. Uh... Oh man, I, I 
you just there's just some things when you're watching old school NWA. There's just some things you cannot unsee. We do find That's out one of them. during this match that the Blue Brothers are undefeated, but uh, that they, quickly I ends guess right that here. That quickly ends here no. as the Bulldog and Luger win. Did you did you like the combination of Luger and Davy Boy? I did. Yeah. Do you think they should have have it lasted a little bit longer? Obviously, we know Luger would sh- soon be leaving. Yeah. And going to WCW, but do you think that if they said, okay, like, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have you and Davy Boy team up quite a bit more, you think he would have stayed, or was is it pretty much, you know, the writings on the wall? No, I think that's a good question. If Luger does stay, does that mean they pair up him and Bulldog, maybe make him the tag team champions, and then we don't see Owen and Bulldog together during those years? Yeah. But that could be it, though. You wouldn't see. Obviously, we'd see. Uh, uh, we'll see it later in, but we're gonna see Yoko and and uh, and Owen. But I, I kind of like the team of Owen and Bulldog. But you know, it's an interesting concept to see, to to try to figure out as far as Luger and Davy Boy, because I, maybe they could come up with a different a different uh, name for for them other than the Allied Powers. I liked their music too. It like combined both of their music together. Like it was kind of cool. Um, but speaking of things that uh, that maybe weren't so cool, Vince can't fucking hear Nick Totoro on fucking oh, WrestleMania in the back. But that, but that yeah. was like the, the, But that was a, it. Was like that for the whole show, though. You know what I mean? It wasn't just one time. And I'm like, come on, you're you're figuring on this is your biggest event of the year and you can't fucking figure out how to work the goddamn mic system vince had to be fucking livid and then he makes a joke about his crack audio crew <laughs> as soon as it oh yeah let's let's bury the guys that are trying to do their job <laughs> and you're giving them shit equipment to work with our next and, match uh, our second match we get old double j the intercontinental champion versus what is it? One, two, three, kid? Nope. Razor Ramon. Nope. Uh, yeah. Razor Ramon. Sorry. <laughs> Man, um, you're, you're a good reader of words today already. Well, I was just thinking that because I had in my notes, one, two, three, kid gives a very um, uninspiring promo prior to the match. Um, yeah, he wasn't really known for his promos at this time. No. Then, then uh, he'd later become known for with uh, when he became X-Pac. Razor so. came out, got a big pop. Razor in the wear in the rare baby blue and gold attire. It was interesting to see that too. Yeah, I mean, normally you'd see like purple or purple and gold or black and gold or green and gold, but not the uh, the baby blue. Mm-hmm. I dug it though. I did too. Um. Yeah, I mean, the roadie takes a good bump from the turnbuckle to the floor. Um. You know. I could write, I wrote down, I can already tell this is probably going to be the best match on the card. You know, and it, and it was too. The first match there only got, according to uh, one Dave Meltzer, they only got a half a star. This match here with Razor and, and Jerry got two and, or two and three quarters. And that pretty much, we'll get obviously get into it later on. Uh, it was pretty much, I think, you know, Owen and Davey, or Owen and uh, the tag match there got uh, two stars. But we'll get into that in a little bit, but... Yeah, this was kind of like the silver lining in a shitty event, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, 
you know these two right now they're in the prime of their careers they're young they can both work like hell it's it's hard for this match to be bad but. Well, but the the good thing about this too was just the ring psychology because you both they both had somebody at with them at ringside you had one two three kid with razor and you had the roadie uh bg james with with uh with Jarrett. so this match got i think it went about 13 and about a little over 13 minutes and i just think that there was the right amount of time and it actually meant something because this was probably legitimately and we i know we've talked about it before was razors and jeff's this is their probably their best feuds that they've ever had yeah i mean this it's not hard to be the best match on this card but by far (laughs) but that one definitely probably was well when you when you're followed up by the undertaker and king kong bundy what the fuck man you know well but we do have in between there, Vince can finally talk to Nick Totoro. Thank God. And Nick can't find Pam Anderson. So Sid tunes oh, it up no. to full fucking psycho screaming level. Vince says, we're all having all kinds of kinks. Oh, no. Vince says, we are we are having all kinds of good, fun times tonight. I'm like, who is? Who's having so much fun? Because it ain't me. Well, it's not nobody live either. They're seeing a shit show here because between uh, the audio not working and having shit matches, it's like, I, I know they're probably thinking, okay, maybe The Undertaker and King Kong Bundy would actually be a decent match. No, I don't think anyone could. But <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Really, man? King says and, he's, just, he's still having audio problems because he can still hear Vince. Right. <laughs> right, right. Of course he can, but you know this next match, like I said, is Undertaker taking on King Kong Bundy with Larry Young as a special guest referee. Now, what the fuck? Larry Young's not even one of the more famous umpires. Like, I know like five umpires. Larry Young would be like at the bottom of the fucking list. So Larry, I mean, what you couldn't get Tim McClellan, so you get fucking Larry Young. Who Kurt the Hirsch, hell Hirschbeck or whatever the hell his name is? Who the hell cares about fucking Larry Young? Well, he's pop- not he's even a the celebrity. But he was the only one that probably could get up and down for the fucking count. You Christ, I would is. even take I would even throw fucking Dr. Tom out there. But you know what it is, is Vince is always trying to get his digs in at uh Major League Baseball because this is when they were on strike. Oh, right, yeah. And so Vince says. Hopefully he gets back to work real soon. Like Vince yeah. just sticking the knife in yeah, there yeah, a little that's, more. That's kind of just sticking it to you right there. <laughs> but my the thing I took away from this is though, you know, we saw through you know history of the WWF. What can you really do with King Kong Bundy? Fuck if goddamn Hulk Hogan can't have a fucking match with him. Who the hell can? Uh, you know what I mean? I'd obviously, rather... Undertaker. Obviously, Undertaker can. He tried to make him as good look as look as good as possible, and it wasn't even that good. Yeah, and Ted has stolen the Undertaker's urn, so the Undertaker doesn't have his special powers, though. So there's that. That's why King Kong Bundy can win. So Undertaker has to earn it the right way. This he does. <laughs> Ted, 
And how does he get it back? He just took it right out of Ted DiBiase's hands. Sure, why not? No, just take it. Just take it. Why not? Just don't hit me in the neck because my neck's broken. I, if I if I get in the ring and I wrestle, I get sued. So he had his special powers back for like five seconds, and then that damn Kama Mustafa comes out and takes it from Paul but Bear. But why are you going to have a giant fucking urn when you're so used to having a smaller one? Is there more powers? Is it like because are you, you're facing K Kong Bundy, you have to have a bigger urn because it's a bigger dude? I don't like know. Like the size of the urn, you know, make. I know what Kama was planning on doing with it. He told he told Jr. that he was going to melt it down into a chain and wear yeah. it around his neck. Seems like all right. Why not? Now what kind? Now what would you melt down to make a chain? Huh? What would you melt down to make a chain? Oh. I probably got some things underneath the bed I could melt down, but that's another issue. Yeah, but that's called evidence, though. Jerry says that Larry <laughs> Young is used to going to the pitcher's mound and saying, come on, guys. That's how he officially <laughs> But that's pretty much what this whole fucking show is about. It's like, you can just imagine, okay, we're going to go, all right, come on, guys, let's go. It's like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, you're looking at this card, and it's like, you think it's going to be really good because you got the big names here. And then you watch it. And then you have to watch it again because it sucks so bad. And you want to make sure that you don't fall asleep. Well, watch it. I, I told you I had to watch this twice because I fell asleep halfway through the first time. We get a one minute headlock from King Cog Bundy, of course. Well, at least and he then, did one wrestling move. I didn't know he knew. I didn't know he knew the headlock, big man. Uh-huh. But it's just like he does an avalanche splash to crush the undertaker. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, I was, I grew up. I love King Kong Bundy growing up, but that was like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, previous to this. It's like, what the fuck, man? Why? Yeah, we didn't Why? need it. We did not need Why? it. Just, a, just a lot. It goes along the same lines of a lot of this rest of this shit. And it's just like, how can you, I, I know 95 wasn't the best time for the company, but fuck man, you got to do something right. And obviously yeah. they're hurting. They're hurting because it's that transitional period because 94 last year, we talked about it last week. WrestleMania 10 was fantastic compared to this. The fuck WrestleMania 10 would have been a 16 star match in the Tokyo Dome compared to this shit show. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? come on, McMahon, you're trying to, I'm like, you, you, you beat the freaking U.S. government. And you didn't end up in jail, but you can't book a fucking good pay-per-view. Well, Taker makes his comeback, gets the win. And then this might be my favorite spot on the show. Bob Backlund is playing chess with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, or as some made some knew him as JTT. From, of course, the great show, Home Improvement. Um, JTT checkmates Bob. And then Bob gets all pissed and starts saying, this is what's wrong with America today. These kids don't know anything. And he goes, who was the 34th president of the United States? And Jonathan Taylor Thomas says, Buchanan or whatever. And then what's the capital of Honduras? And JTT answers that. And uh, he gets all the questions right that Bob asked him, and then Bob flips his shit. It's a pretty funny little spot. I but that's, like that. you're starting to see the the nut job Bob Bob Backlund come out, and I dug it. But it's just like, 
a little too late there, my friend. A little too late. Yeah. Owen's legendary music hits. And here we go. Owen intros his mystery partner. Who could it be but the great Yokozuna? I thought it was ah. going to be Jim, Jim Cornette was going to be his tag team partner. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. That would have made uh, this fucking pay-per-view better. He could have blooded Gusher in a white suit. Exactly. Well, or hey, did you end up finding that suit? The Which gold one? suit? Did you ask a, a oh, friend about that? No, <laughs> I need to. I forgot to. Oh, man. It was a gold. It was a black and gold one from WrestleMania 10, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got to have something like that. But Yoko comes strolling out very slowly in a beautiful, huge white robe uh, with, of course, uh, Mr. Fuji and Jim Cornette on with him. Goddamn. And uh, we get a terrible backstage interview with Vince and the Smoking Guns. The, the smoking guns promo man whoo it was not very good at the time fart gun was terrible in this promo just fart gun was good. terrible in every promo yoko and his red tights of course Cor- corny is in a green coat red shirt and yellow tie because who doesn't wear that that's just an everyday event it's, it's christmas time that's what he wears um, they dub they double leg sweep Oh, and Yoko comes in and takes a double jump kick. Yoko takes a great bump through the second rope to the outside. Um, this was probably for me the second best match on the card. Yeah, this got this was like uh, this was a two star match according to Meltzer, and uh, it's still, you know, the second second best match on this card according to him so far. And it's just like that's pretty fucking sad when your second best match is two stars. Yeah, uh, Jr. did. He made it a little funny in this match. He said, uh, "King says, <clears throat> King, King says Owen is the youngest and smartest of all the twelve hearts, and Brett still thinks Old Yeller is a story about Stu's tooth." <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's how. Did you end up obviously being the heart fan that you are? Did you at this time and even watching it now? Did you like all the little kind of digs because it was always that kind of living up to the heel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved Jerry and Brett's feud and hatred for one another. But it did, did it ever really come come to fruition, though? Did they? I, I can't remember. Did they ever have something come come of it? Yeah, they fought. Uh, oh, was that Kiss My Foot match or kiss something? Kiss My right? Foot, yeah. Fucking bullshit. Well, I'm sure we'll go over that soon. That was another bullshit match. <laughs> Speaking of another bullshit match, we got Bret Hart taking on Bob Backlund in a submission. Uh, I quit match. Excuse me. And oh, uh, Br- we forgot to mention Owen and Yoko win, and that is oh, right. Owen's. That's Owen's first uh, belt. First, first one. Yeah, yeah, first main. Yeah. Owen was so proud he couldn't wait to put his belt on too when they gave it to him. He put it. He strapped it right on. Of course, Yoko didn't <clears throat> strap his on, but. Well, he had to throw it over his massive, massive shoulders that he had. Uh, but yeah, it's man, I it just you had a great match. Like it was, they did as well as they possibly could for that. They really did, and they really needed to take, they really needed to take the belts off of uh, the guns, anyways. Because you you saw, you saw the writing on the wall with Billy. You know Billy was going to make a star out of himself. And this was kind of like the time where he said, okay, let's go. We're, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. So, 
But uh, yeah, this next match, man, I, I don't, I don't get it, man. How, why would the hell would you fucking still have Bob Backlund here at this time? I know it's I, like 10 years after 10, 11 years after he won the tie heavyweight title, but dude, why, why? I do not know. I would have rather seen Piper versus Brett again. And Piper was a fucking referee for this. Yeah, Finkel tells us this is a special submission match. The person must say I quit on the microphone. Once again, Piper is Brett's special guest referee. He basically just does this at Mania every year at this point, I think. He's just a special guest referee. But you did it last Until year. next year when he actually fights Goldust. Right. Um, Brett gets a huge ass pop on the way out for this. Brett in black leather coat with silver tassels, pink tights, black top um i actually like this brett look um rowdy is so fucking annoying because every three seconds he goes what do you say what do you say he ruins the whole fucking match well yeah well and and i it was kind of interesting too to see brad hart wrestle himself because bob back was so fucking transparent he was so goddamn (laughs) white it's like holy shit if he stood sideways you couldn't see him so um, King asked Vince who Brett beat at WrestleMania 8. And Vince goes, uh, Bulldog? No. Dumbass Vince don't even know who the hell wrestled at So He doesn't Jerry, know who wrestled at the beginning of this event. Jerry said, what? It was Rowdy Piper. Vince, can't, he can't remember shit. He oh, can't Jesus. remember his own product. Um, well, the product is pretty shitty this time. I would, wouldn't want to remember it either. Brett took a turnbuckle. And Piper came over and asked him what he said. What do you say? After a fucking turnbuckle bump. You think he's going to quit after a fucking turnbuckle? Of course. Because who booked this shit? This has, Brett, this has fucking Bruce Pritchard written all over it. Well, Brett says hell no when he was asked what he said. Uh, Bob gets the damn chicken wing on, but he can't lock it in. And Brett reverses for a big pop. Gets him down. Back on screams yeah as he uh quits and uh, i believe it was the chicken wing that he reversed yeah he, yeah yeah he reversed so it. he beats yeah. backland with his own move um once again brett wins without the sharpshooter yeah. um without piper being so annoying this this thing wouldn't have been quite it wouldn't have been bad um right. perfectly time match was it was good to keep it short i thought um yeah so. it was still still one and a quarter stars and this match was just under uh 10 minutes or about a half nine and a half minutes excuse me so it wasn't too bad too terribly long but it wasn't too terribly short like a lot of people i'm sure probably would have wished it was uh we then get a uh no or a, a, a promo here and saying that pamela anderson has left the building so you know that you know what that means she's probably still in the building um so before jr goes up to backland and backland says that he saw the light after the match yeah he's looking all bubba ray dudley like after he's like power bombed uh <laughs> one of the one of the that old promo was better than the fucking match and the promo yeah. only lasts like five seconds i wish that would have been like the match yeah and then you get your favorite uh, backstage commentator there, fucking Todd the Todster, Tengale. the Todster making one of his epic promos, fucking idiot. Yeah, Diesel Diesel fucks up his promo though. Diesel 
Well, yeah, but you have a moron sitting standing next to you. I'd get flustered too. Well, the Fink gives us, he intros Jonathan Taylor Thomas as the guest timekeeper. Vince mm-hmm. says that JTT is 13, in case you all were wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince bitches about the audio again. He's still not over it. <laughs> you, you know, you should have kind of figured that this event was snake bit before. You know, this isn't the first time this has happened. You figured you would have taken the hit and say, you know what? Maybe we should go to like a secondary system or something because I think we're pretty much fucked. Yeah, well, speaking of fuck, fucking Nick Totoro comes out and he's the oh guest announcer. I'm like, when are we going to see stars at WrestleMania? I'm still waiting. Um, well, I think we're going to have some stars in this next match, though. So Sean gets introduced and he is with Jenny McCarthy. The girl this who is Donnie to, Wahlberg. This is Donnie Wahlberg. Um, and which, Sid, is iro- which is ironic because he was on the WrestleMania last year. I know. It's kind of ironic, but anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. King says, I know what happened to Pam. She got dumped um, <laughs> when when Sean comes out with Jenny McCarthy. Um, Sean is in the white and red tights. Um, Pam comes out with Diesel looking as only she can look, of course. Diesel comes out to his Roseanne theme music. And uh, How Sean- dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Sean immediately takes a big bump over the top rope so Pam can come on in the ring and get the big pyro with Diesel. Um, Sean got extremely high on a back body that he took. Um, Sean spit on Diesel, a little foreshadowing to SummerSlam 1997 where he'll he'll be spitting again. Um, (laughs) I always knew Sean was a spitter. Um, There it is. There it is. (laughs) There it is. Son of a bitch. Sean's seventh WrestleMania. Um, Diesel wins with a jackknife. Pretty good match. Both McCarthy and Anderson get in the ring with Diesel, and Sean's all alone. So I I know we had the uh, IC title match with with Jeff and Razor. It was your favorite match. This has got to be up there, too. This is four stars, according to Meltzer. Really? I thought this was as good as good I think as it that's was. A yeah. little high. But uh, yeah, but you're thinking that this is the main event and you can know what's next. So you knew this had to be a decent match. Yeah. And, and, and I'm pretty sure they knew they didn't have to do much because they knew what was coming up next. Did you think that this should have been last, even though they pretty much like booked it as far as LT and Bam Bam as like the main event? Yeah, I think this should have been last, Sean and Diesel. Because and it's just not only because it's a title match, yes, but it's a fucking better match. You could have look what they did at WrestleMania eight. They had the quote unquote semi main or semi main events. You had two main events. Why not book it this way that way with this one too? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then you wouldn't have to have fucking LT blow up as quick as he did. And it's just like it just blows my mind. And it's just one of the things where you kind of just do one of these. It's like you put your hands on your head. It's like, oh, man, does this really fucking happen? Really? You just did that? And I'm like, but why? Why? But we see JR run around like a chicken with his head cut off. 
running up and down the aisle trying to grab these interviews. It's like, all right, then. Kind of looks a little weird there, but main event time. It's LT Lawrence Taylor taking on Bam Bam Bigelow with Pat Patterson as your special guest referee. There you go. Two and three quarter stars from Dave Meltzer. So you're going to have, they introduced both, both guys teams. You got the million dollar team, K Kong Bundy, Tatanka, IRS, comma, and Nikolai Volkov. Which is How did Volkov get in there? Get a WrestleMania payday, I guess. I don't fucking know. Jesus Christ. It, it just, he looked, Nikolai Volkov looked like your grandfather if he was a professional wrestler. Yeah, he totally looks like um, one of those guys that would sit on the couch at like, on or sit down on the back deck in a chair on July 4th and one of grandpa's balls would be rolled out the one side of his yeah, shorts. He'd, he'd be he'd be wearing those freaking nut hugger shorts like they did in the basketball in the nba <laughs> in the 80s and with a fucking wife beater with his freaking nipples as hard as could be holy fuck man i just yeah, yeah. get get that the, picture you, you didn't think we'd be talking about old man nipples in this fucking episode did you so God the great damn. monday night football theme hits and we get ken norton chris spielman Rick Jackson, Carl Banks, Steve and Steve McMichael, and Reggie White, who gets a big pop. As you said, Pat Patterson is our special guest referee to keep this shit in line. The crowd breaks out into an LT chant, but we get Bam Bam, who gets massive booze on the way out. LT comes out to what would later be Bam Bam's face music. (laughs) Right. That's funny. But um, do you think um, talk about Pat Passion? Do you think he was just in the ring to have some sort of if something happened wrong, yet you would have somebody in there that knew what to do? Like God forbid something were happening, LT. Yeah, I think or, he was in there to help LT. Yeah, just, just to, to help talk guide. to kind of calm him down and shit. Mm-hmm. Make sure he's not missing a spot. Make sure he's where he's supposed to be. Make sure he doesn't get blown up. Oh wait, he did that anyways. <laughs> Um, LT didn't do bad for his only match. Um, I thought it was fine, really. King right. says a Boston <clears throat> crab on a New York giant. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, LT wins with a clothesline off the top rope. And, uh, Ted tells Bam Bam that he's embarrassed by his ass. Well, fuck, I just... Bam Bam is just a huge, huge example of just having an underutilized talent. You're yeah. telling me that you can't find a better fucking match for Bam Bam Bigelow? Fuck. This I mean, I'm he sure gets... he was glad to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Well, yeah, but still, though, fuck, you're going against I mean, He's making a pretty, that's probably the best check he ever made. Well, probably. In the, what a difference a year makes between Bret Hart. Winning the title last year at WrestleMania, wrestling fucking Bob Backlund in an I Quit match. Mm-hmm. And then you got Bam Bam wrestling the fucking clowns last year. And then this year, you're wrestling an NFL superstar or NFL football player. And it's yeah. just like, what yeah, I the think fuck this is, is this loss then now starts to turn him face. He, got, he, he gets kicked out yeah. of DiBiase's stable there. And yeah. So and it's something else I really got out of this too, and then we'll get we'll get over to some listeners' questions. But for all the personality that LT had on the football field, 
it was a complete fucking opposite here. Yeah. And I think that's something that McMahon really thought that he was going to get. But yeah, I just thought that he, I don't think LT was fucking ready. I just think he was out of his comfort zone. Well, he wasn't. You know? Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you would think you would have enough time because they set this whole thing up in January at the Royal Rumble when, uh, when Bam Bam pushed LT. So we knew going, f- we had enough time. Fucking train him the right fucking way. Put him in the ring with Tom Pritchard. Put him in the ring with somebody else that could actually fucking train him. And it's just like, are you, you, this is the biggest stage for all professional wrestling at this time. You know, you're going to have that crossover from the NFL to the WWF. You know, you're going to get a lot of press on this. And then you screw the fucking pooch with this. And I think Bam Bam has to be commended for helping out as best as he could. Mm-hmm. Because you knew it was watching this match was like trying to watch a monkey hump a fucking doorknob. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with this? Are you fucking kidding me? Well, that is mercifully over. Six matches, though. Only six matches on the card, but only really one good match on the card. Maybe two, but that's that's even a fucking stretch. I don't think we'll get into it with the malicious questions, but this just wasn't this just wasn't fucking good, man. It just I don't I I don't get it. I do you, how do you how do you book it this poorly? Or do you book it when you book it, you think it hey, it actually has some potential? Do you think that's what what happened? Or is just Vince booked it and it was hoping to God that it would fucking hit and it didn't? It was fucking terrible. Or do you I think mean, it was or do you think he was fucked pretty much before it even started? Well, the talent is there. Yeah. It's just the writing is not there. It's you know, you got Brett, you got Owen, you've got Yoko, you've got Luger, you've got Bulldog, you've got um you know Razor and Jeff Jarrett and there's Diesel the talent. and Sean. The Diesel. talent's there, but it's just there's no yeah. there's no storytelling. Show me outside, let's say outside of the Jeff Jarrett and Razor match, and maybe the Diesel and Sean. Those two matches were the only fucking matches that had some sort of storyline, had some sort of story build to the match. And you're talking those are your two of your major titles in the company. Of course they're going to have it. It's like you got Yokozuna coming back from God knows where. You don't know what the hell he's going to do. Owen was probably the best out of those four by far. Why is it Sid wrestling? Softball season. Now he's there. He was with Sean, but he was know. his. He had his mind on softball. Okay. But but what do you do with him though? Where do you throw him? Do you throw him against Bam Bam? Get, get mm. LT out of the whole fucking picture. No, I I don't know what you would do with him. You, you know what I mean? Or do you, do you yeah. make him? Do you make him Owen's mystery tag team partner? Oh, you could. Yeah, but I like Yoko in that spot. Yoko well, you know, so, so do I, but it's just yeah. like, where do you put him? You can put him with, how about putting him with Brett and don't put him Brett with fucking Bob Backlund? Could you could, or put, or, or honestly, what you could do too is put fucking Sid against Bob Backlund and have 
just have it be a squash match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just have him take out Bob Backlund to show you how, how, you know, how big of a monster he is. He plows through these veterans, these hall of famers soon to be actually. And it's just like, wow. Why? And I think that's the biggest question that we're going to have from this whole fucking pay-per-view is like, why would you do that? But one thing we do have an answer for is Mr. Rich Palladino. So let's send it up to the ring to him right now. Hey guys, RJ here from the ringside rant. Want to tell you about a great sponsor, everyplate.com. Everyplate is America's best value meal kit. While most meal kits come with a premium price tag, EveryPlate offers delicious dinners that won't break the bank. EveryPlate's quality ingredients come carefully packaged and pre-portioned, helping you save money and reduce food waste. Like that mixed bag of veggies that you have in the freezer that you won't use half of them and you end up throwing out. Let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. Choose from 17 delicious weekly recipes, and then, well, just sit back, relax, and enjoy it later on. They'll deliver pre-portioned ingredients into easy-follow recipe cards right to your front door. Like I said, I was very skeptical about this, but when I saw the price tag, man... I went full go and got everyplate.com delivered right to my home and impressed my wife. So if I am impressing my wife, you should impress your wife or your significant other as well. Go over to everyplate.com and get started with Everyplate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the promo code RingsideRant179. Impress your loved ones, impress your families across the board this time of year by going to everyplate.com and using a promo code RINGSIDERANT179 to pay just $1.79 per meal. Thanks to our friends over at EveryPlate. It's listener questions. All right, it's time for some listener questions, Justin. Our first man up this week is Mr. Bryant Haremza. He has two questions this week. His first one is, is Harford the most random place to host a WrestleMania? It's definitely between this and the Trump dump. It's got to be. Well, they did. They did that twice, though. Yeah, I know. Those are got. I think this and the Trump dump are like two of the worst venues that they've had at WrestleMania. Because what is this? Where do we at? Eleven here. So twelve would be in Anaheim. Thirteen would be in Chicago. Fourteen would be Boston. Boston. Fifteen would be no. Fifteen was Boston. Fourteen. That's where Steve won in Boston. That's right. Where he beat Sean. That was 14. Oh, 15. Oh, 15 was Austin and Rock. Yeah, I'm not and sure. And then, and that was pretty much, this was the last smaller quote unquote arena that they ran. Yeah. Um, for a WrestleMania. But I, I just think they wanted somewhere close to their headquarters so they didn't have to travel as much. 
You know what I mean? And, and, and you would and you would think you're in Hartford, your fucking sound system would actually be better because you're right <laughs> fucking near your headquarters. Well, this is about that time where we're taking water coolers out of the office. So, you know, we're we're saving on every penny. If that was a case, maybe you'd have a fucking two two tin cans with a fucking wire in between them for fucking microphones. Maybe that would sound better. But his next question is to this point, this point being 95. Was Lawrence Taylor the best use of a celebrity in WrestleMania? Hmm. I, don't I don't know. Th- I don't think so. Well, as as far as a wrestling match, yes. As far as a celebrity at a WrestleMania, no. I always like Bob Euchre. Yeah, me Personally, too. That that's me. But that's that goes a long long way back compared to this. But as far as being associated with WrestleMania, then yes. I think Mike Tyson at WrestleMania 14 was pretty big. Yeah, well, yeah, but that was after this, though, right? He yeah. says up to this point and up oh, to that yeah. point. But up to this point, there was pretty much, there wasn't really anybody that got involved. You know what no. I mean? Outside, you know, Alice Cooper was there with Jake the Snake. Um, but there really wasn't anybody else that was WrestleMania. Mr. T, you can even think about Mr. T. When he faced Piper there in that quote unquote boxing match, it ended up turning into um, yeah. a decent match. And right, so our next set of questions comes from Mr. Adam O'Neill from across the pond. All right. Maybe, maybe I think he had better uh, microphones and better headsets than this. Oh, I'm sure they fucking pay per view. They know what they're doing over there. Of course they do. His question is: Where would you rank LT's performance in relation to other celebrities? that have performed in the ring at WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I mean, what are we comparing him to? Like Donald Trump? He didn't wrestle though, did he? Yeah, but he didn't wrestle though. I I, I would put him, I don't, until recent years, he was pretty up there. Yeah. You, I mean, you know what I mean? Cause there were, you, you had Tyson there, but he was really that enforcer. Yeah. Uh, after that, there really wasn't anybody. Johnny else. Knox, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I said up up until recent, there really wasn't anybody. He had Snooky there. Snooky did really well. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, but our next question comes from Anthony Pyrus. You know, he actually had to actually put his hearing aids in for this one. Um. But his question is, WrestleMania 11 had a great attraction that turned out to be an excellent match. Uh, it had a co-feature as far as the Diesel and Sean match that was very good. Why did the show, why does the show suck so much, he said? <laughs> well, I think, um, like we were saying, there just wasn't a lot of story behind all of it. It was just... You know, even like, even the LT Bam Bam thing. What was the big story? Oh, he pushed him when he was in the crowd. Like, oh, okay. Um, King Kong Bundy and Taker. That's why it sucked. Well, right. Um, Well, yeah, but you. The opening match, the Bulldog Luger thing and the Blue Brothers. I mean, fuck. They're just wanting anything good about this show, really. There really wasn't though, and it's just you. You try to make the it terrible celebrities as- make it seem like it's a WrestleMania B. 
Right. (laughs) They tried to make it as good as possible and it just sucked. That's the problem. But I just, I, I, you, you, when you watch this, you just get a ginormous migraine and it's just like, oh, do we really have to? As soon as I got done, I had to like turn it on like 97 so I could watch some good shit and get the taste. Exactly. I ended up turning it to like WrestleMania 17 and watching it on (laughs) loop because you knew that was a decent fucking WrestleMania. Now it's like, what? It's a complete shit show. Um, so Devin Dowling's up next. Devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. He has three questions this week. His first one is rebooking challenge. He says, since Jeff Jarrett kept his title anyways, how would you rebook Jeff Jarrett to defeat Razor Ramon? he got to give me homework so i i was thinking about this one justin and there was really only one way that you could really i would want to rebook this in that you'd have to get the roadie involved even more Mm -hmm. have him do something that would really set up a storyline that would have the roadie taken on razor because you knew that you know that it was coming soon you know uh bg james was going to get over eventually he had the arm he's an armstrong you know armstrongs are great workers you knew they were going to get over eventually he was going to get over eventually so have him some sort of swerve bro and get him involved you know take out waltman take out razor and then technically Jeff would still win by by DQ or something. Still would re- retain the title, and, and and go on from there. That's how I would do it, anyways. And I think there, re- there really isn't any other way to do it. Other no, you than- could have you could have Waltman sure, turn on Rage Razor and be. Well, you could get that too. Yeah, that was the other that was the other side of it though. But that's not really outside of that one or mine. It really wasn't that. Out, out outside of that, there really wasn't anything there that they could do. Uh, so his next question is Shawn Michaels was supposed to turn baby face to be a baby face here, but who would you honestly choose back then? Pamela Anderson or Jenny McCarthy? Hmm. I'd have to go Pam. See, I was going to go on, but I'm like, no, I Pam's probably been around the block a few times. Don't disparage the good goddamn name of Pam. Anderson's JJ. Free Tommy Lee. That's well, maybe then if it was free Tommy Lee, because God knows it, God knows what it looks like now. <laughs> God damn. But then again, Jenny McCartney's with a uh, uh, fucking uh, uh, Donnie Wahlberg. Well, so who knows with that, too? He was a new kid on the block. So who knows? Step by step. Day by day. I don't know what the rest <laughs> of the words are. Um, that was it. Yeah, but that wasn't even that. That was a step by step theme song. Step by step. Uh, Ooh, yeah. baby, gonna get to you, girl. There you go. See, now I gotta fucking listen. I hate you so much right now. Now I gotta listen to that fucking song. Ah, oh, god damn it. Really want you in my world. 
Now see, now see, that's what that's why this match, this WrestleMania is the worst of all time. So I'm gonna ask to say that right now. Because that is Davin Dowling's last question. Is this the worst WrestleMania main event of all time? No, it's the worst WrestleMania of all time by far. I would rather listen to Justin. And with all due respect, you're a wonderful singer. <laughs> I would rather listen to Justin sing Backstreet Boys, New Kids on the Block, and sing on loop. I'll record the damn thing and listen to it daily than watch this fucking uh, WrestleMania again. It's got to be. If it's, it's not the worst, be. it's got to be tied for the worst. But wow, wow, which one would you put up there, though, against it, though? I don't think there is one. There can't maybe, maybe two. Maybe. But even two had its good points, though. Uh, King Kong Bundy was in that too. <laughs> maybe I'm starting to see a <laughs> common denominator. Yeah, you say maybe it's not us. Maybe it's King Kong Bundy. <laughs> maybe he wasn't as good as we really thought he was when you we were fucking ten years old or when we were fucking five years old or whatever. Because we were about, well, I think we we're about eleven at this time. So when we were probably about five years, five or six years old, when he was actually fucking good. I was hitting um, up, I was hitting up the Sega pretty hard at this point. Yeah, I'm trying. I was Super Nintendo though. I, 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 my buddy had a, I had a Super Nintendo. My buddy had a Sega, and I'd go over to his house and we play uh, NHL '93 on it yeah. on a Sega, and I had NHL '93 on Super Nintendo. So we play each other. And I'm like, and there were different games, though they had different players. Which how it was, I have no fucking clue. I played the hell out of some Lion King on Sega. Of course you fucking would. <laughs> now were, were you were you Simba or Mufasa? I always like to be Pumba. <laughs> There's a joke somewhere there. And I, 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 I yeah, I, I, just, I don't know. I just what like it. to say Pumba. Pumba. <laughs> you weren't Timon. Uh, Pumba and Timon. That was what? That was probably, that was probably what? Like 90, when did that, like 95, 94, 96, somewhere in that area? Akuna Matata, motherfucker. Yes, I think it was 94. But honestly, side, side note on that. That's when fucking Disney movies were fucking fantastic. Because yep. you had Lion King. You had The Jungle Book. You had all those great... Yeah, Pocahontas was Aladdin, came out Aladdin, after Lion King. Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin was another good one. Little Mermaid. See, guys, we have to make a shit show like this. Have something good come out of it. We're talking about fucking Disney movies now. This is the shit that Justin and I grew up on. <laughs> And was that that was oh yeah there was a disney did now did you ever see the disney um uh, uh peter pan like the actual um i don't know how to like the real people like, yeah yeah the that one i forgot who the hell was mary martin i think was peter pan yeah and my personal favorite lady and the tramp wait for it folks Wait for it. Now, how many times did you do that in your in your uh, courting history? I should say. Oh, the spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, and 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 a side note: Do you do it with Owen? <laughs> no, but he probably would. <laughs> <laughs> the snozberries taste like snozberries. Yeah. Oh man, I really. He's uh, him and the new uh, baby are in Snooze Town right now. They're right down Broadway of Snooze Town, USA. Well, they've been actually good. I'm surprised. I didn't hear them that often. I heard them growl. I heard one of them growl before, but 
Maybe it was yeah. just maybe there are uh, tremors or something in their sleep. They're in snore mode at the moment. <laughs> All right. So our last set of questions comes from Mr. Brad Stanton. So his first question is King Kong Bundy walks out of fucking shit. <laughs> I totally forgot about this fucking things, Brad. Now we got to talk about fucking King Kong Bundy again. Holy fuck. You think I would actually learn fucking King Kong Bundy walks up the ramp with authority right after he loses. Do you think he is in the, is selling his frustrations with losing or no selling the match because he didn't like it? Well, I'm guessing he's the losing part. I, I don't think he's no selling the match. I'm sure King Kong Bundy's happy to get a WrestleMania paycheck what? and to work with the undertaker. and don't get me wrong guys i i don't know how you feel about this justin but if later in his career i'm sure king kong bunny was a fantastic man personally but i looking back at it now this is one of those characters you look back in your wrestling fandom and you think it's like fuck i really like this guy no i never did (laughs) well no but but as far as it's like dude how he moved so good for being a bigger dude. I always just like the fact that he shaved his eyebrows. Really? <laughs> there for a while, he had his eyebrows shaved. Oh, fuck. I don't even know. I don't even know where to go. From. We've really kind of break the, the barrier on this. We go from Disney movies to shaving parts of our bodies. And I'm just glad <laughs> I was shaving eyebrows. Anyways, so... The last question from Mr. Brad Stanton is the match between Hart and Backlund was not good. Well, no <laughs> fucking shit. Were you surprised that they went back to the submission match two years later with Brett? Um, no, not really. I mean, it just worked so well with him and Steve. Well, but I, I think the possibilities with a submission match with Backlund was there. And I think the intent was good. Don't get me wrong. It's just what it didn't fucking pan out the way I, I'm sure it didn't pan out the way they wanted it to either, but it's just like, you're trying to figure out every possible way to make excuses on trying to make this fucking match better or this, this, uh, well, oh, this match, and this pay-per-view better, and you just can't make an excuse for him. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. I'm the only one. I don't know. And it's just like, you try to go back. This one, WrestleMania 9, WrestleMania... Eight, compared to WrestleMania... WrestleMania 8 was a goddamn fantastic show compared to these shows. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, okay, how do you... How, how do you not make an example out of it? You know what I mean? Or is it just me? I just, I don't know. You can tell that we are deep in the depth of Vince's worst years. And uh, we're just seeing it here at WrestleMania. Now, do you think 95 here is the worst year of the WWF? Even compare compare it to, you know, those early, you know, you're coming right on of the Attitude Era. You're going to Ruthless Aggression. Those kind of lean years there about, I'd say, probably... 2013 2014 
I would say this is the worst year. You think it was? Okay. Because you're trying, I think you're just trying too hard to get some of these guys over guys like a Bart gun guys. Like you're trying to get fucking Bob Backlund over in 1995 for God's sakes. You know, you're trying to get, you know, diesel, you're trying to get him to go higher and higher and he's going to be leaving here soon. So it's like, okay, you're trying to strap the rocket to, you know, you can only have so many matches with Bret Hart. Bret Hart was kept this fucking company afloat in 95. Mm-hmm. And for better use, I know, I know you're not going to agree with it, but Shawn Michaels did the same thing. If it wasn't for Shawn Michaels, if it wasn't for Bret Hart, I really think this company would have been a hell of a lot different. Who else would have fucking came in? Thank God Sean didn't lose his smile in 95. We'd all be fucked. You probably have to worry about Yokozuna's smile. Ah, Banzai. Banzai. Sooner or later, you probably have... Um, why not put Mr. Fuji in a match? Fuck, you have Bob Backlund in there. Why not? Have Bob <laughs> Bat, Have Bob or uh, uh, Mr. Fuji versus uh, Jim Cornette. There's you go. There's your main event right there. I'll, I rebooked it. There you go. Fuck it. You know what Mr. Fuji's finisher was? I have no he, idea. He, he would come off the rope and, like, instead of... you know how the ultimate warrior would like do the big splash. Mm-hmm. He kind of did that, but his was with his back. Like he, he landed on his back on you off the ropes. So it was like a, <laughs> it's like a senton. Yeah, I guess. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways. So somebody that does have a great finisher. We actually had to have a new person come in. So I actually, we have Elijah's actually suspended because he fucked up the goddamn rankings. So he's suspended for the month. So I actually have to do it myself this week. So I actually have to hit the fucking button. Thanks to fucking Elijah. So I don't even know if Elijah's going to come back. So I, I'm this whole fucking show has get, got me all flushed between Elijah being a dick. And then now I got to worry about this stupid show, but hopefully this wrestling with music, would actually lift my spirits up a little bit. Let's go musical. Let me hear your body talk. My choice this week was the great Yokozuna. Sorry, I'm starting to fall asleep over here. Sorry. I actually like that. That's a Jim Johnson original right there. It was. And that's pretty much the only the only way I really liked it because it was an original. Uh, But it's it's one of those things that the only thing I picture during this and I know it's really messed up. Is is this your theme music when you go into the shower? 
<laughs> that would be good like steam coming out when you get oh out oh my god physical. oh dude that would have been fu- that would be fucking awesome <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, you, then you get the salt and you <laughs> but it's, it, it wouldn't be salt it would be like baking powder or something where would you throw old yoko here <sighs> i'm thinking above in between ddp and apa in between there yeah and at 33 i can get with that because i think because it was an original and i always give and i'm sure you do too i always give the original music a little bit more credit than you know the generic you know fucking you know mm-hmm. mankind's heel or the repetitiveness of the sultan or nation domination or whatever the case may be but i think 33 is fair for all things all things considered my pick this week you mentioned that it was the roseanne theme song and that's why i said how dare you disparage the good goddamn entrance music of Diesel. All right, now I hear it. God damn yeah. it. You, made, you ruined it for me. You fucking ruined it for me. You ruined it for me. I swear to God. God damn you. You ruined it for me. God. I hate God. What's up? Now, all I what? see when I'm... Now, all I'm going to see... No, no, no. Now, you're going to hear this now because I got I got a rant about this. Pun intended. Now, the only time when I hear this, all I'm going to think about is fucking Roseanne and Dan Connor. <laughs> Um, where are you going? God oh, damn you! The Diesel Man here for his Roseanne theme I'm music. I'm gonna. I would put him right underneath DDP. To be honest with you, put him at 33, right above Yoko. Or do you think it goes lower? I think I, it I, goes. I, I think I it can go under a APA and between Eddie WWE. Okay, yeah, I can do that too. I can do that because I don't like. I said I don't think it's going to be top 30 by any means. But I'm like, I just, it's got it. As long as it's fucking, as long as it's above the fucking honky tonk, man, I don't give a shit. <laughs> he's the level, he's the line of demarcation. <laughs> if you're not as, or, or he's not as bad as Glacier. So there we go. So that's all that matters. Everybody's well, above Glacier. So we're at 58 now? We are at 58. So we discussed this last week, Justin. And, uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to, we've said we're going to try to get it to a hundred as far as uh, our theme uh, wrestling with music. I don't know if we're going to make it, man. 
Well, Be- because we'll, we'll, I'll have to look at the schedule here, man, that we got for the rest of uh, hopefully not. Well, I don't think it will last a whole year to a hundred, but uh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> we we'll may drive, have to make con audible. We'll drive this bitch to the wheels fall off. It's all right. That's what, is that what she said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what we got next week? Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I put it purposely. I made sure the screen was shared. So you get to see what's coming up next week. So next week, we are going to have our finale. And what better way to say goodbye to WrestleMania than having Mr. Josh Rosenbaum on, a.k.a. Coach Rosie, as we're going to be going over uh, WrestleMania 19. A.k.a. So, AEW Shock Guy. Oh, is that his moniker now? Well... When he was at a pay-per-view last year, he got on. Oh, oh, this, the CM. Yeah. Was it, was it CM Punk? <laughs> no, no, it was something before that. Oh, I, I think it was Darby, was. maybe. I can't remember. I, I'll have to ask. Well, we can ask him next week. Maybe Sting. Maybe. I think it was yeah. Darby, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, regardless, he's coming on. We're going to be going over WrestleMania 19. Uh, so it was, uh, WrestleMania 19 was probably one of those good, uh, uh, sneaky good WrestleManias, Justin. Uh, it's coming from Seattle, Washington. So this was one of the first ones that was quote unquote, maybe an outdoor because I don't think Safeco field that was newer at that time. So, and I'm pretty sure that they didn't, they have a retractable roof on that. Yeah. Cause I'm almost so. positive. They kept the, 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 um, the roof open for, I think the first half of this, uh, uh um, this event. Hmm. And this is actually going to have, we're going to see Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon in a street fight in this on this pay-per-view at uh, their WrestleMania. So, you know, when you see Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon wrestle, you know it's going to be a good WrestleMania. Shit's going down. So, with that being said, we want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in this week. Head us up over there on the Twitter gimmick at underscore ringside rant. He is at JD2040, or you could just simply go over to castby.com slash ringside rant all our qualifications all our good stuff is over there the platforms we're on the our driver's license on, our my, social security uh, number all my degree. all my hair is over there i mean <laughs> um no but seriously go guys we really, really do appreciate it. we've we're doing really dynamite numbers here justin and uh you know it's all thanks to all of you that have been listening interacting with us um you know who all of you are uh, hopefully uh, in the near future, we got some good news coming out. Hopefully we're working on some uh, details as far as that goes, but we'll leave that open until uh, it's actually official. So with that being said, Justin, what do you got? Do you got anything out before we close shop tonight? Nope. The uh, another, oh, I'm off work for the week. Uh-oh. Spring break, baby. Oh, so you can be Let's walking go. around the house without any pants on. You know it. No pants dance. Even more pants than usual. now, right? Oh, Maybe. Man. But yeah, G- see, hey, G- G-strings don't count as pants. Oh, they do too. You and your fancy. Uh, how 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 do you how do you know? How do you know? <laughs> and I actually don't don't answer that because that's just gonna ruin the rest of my night. Or well, maybe it won't. I don't know. <laughs> I I shall go back to my dungeon and start working on notes for WrestleMania 19 for next week. Well, at least you'll have a better time watching this one, at least. Uh, yeah, maybe, that's maybe, sure. maybe, <laughs> you know, we, and, and, you know, and we, we, we won't leave it out. Obviously a lot of people go over, watch WrestleMania 19 now before next week. Let us know what you think. 
of that. Send in your questions. I know a lot of you have done it already. Like I said, follow us on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. You see all the posts as far as when you can submit them. Usually by uh, the end of next Actually, when you're hearing this, you should probably submit it because uh, we'll probably be, I think we're recording next Friday evening with Josh. So, um, send your questions over there. But until then, we're just rambling at this point because we're just so worked up over this fucking pay per view that we had to. Oh, God, I still can't. I'm going to ask myself night in and night out why. Why was this a pay per view? But it's going to keep, it's, it's going to give me nightmares, Justin. Well, sweet dreams, my friend. See y'all next week.